The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hello, and welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Our topic is Local Search and uh, Optimization Part 2. Uh, this is a continuation of our talk last week when we had uh, guest Jim Froling from 949 uh, Local Internet Marketing on, and we went through off-page optimization and a lot of stuff re- revolving around that. And so today we're going to talk about on page optimization and how to optimize your websites. So we're going to talk about things like um, title tags and meta descriptions and how to make sure that your site is mobile friendly. And then we're going to talk about something called schema markup. So um, just a reminder of what we talked about last week uh, with off-page optimization. We talked about claiming your business, um, citations and backlinks, and then we talked a little bit about uh, reviews, press releases, social media, and fresh content, and all those are things that you can do off-page to optimize your website and get traffic for uh, local searches. So, Jim, I think without further ado, we'll just get right into this. And so why don't you introduce what we're going to be talking about today? Okay, great, Janet. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the elements on your website and, if you will, underneath the hood of your website that will help uh, search engines rank you higher in search results. Okay, good. So... Um, we, like I said, last week we talked about off-page optimization. So when it comes to on-page optimization, where do we start? Well, let's start with this, okay, folks. We don't expect you to, um, to do all of these things yourself. Most of you uh, um, had somebody design your website for you using WordPress or Drupal or another type of uh, uh, page construction or a content management system, but get your your pens and your paper handy because the next time that you have your website uh, redesigned or if you're you're um, creating a brand new site, you're gonna you're gonna want to tell your your webmaster, your website designer, to, that you want these elements without without uh, without question. Um, on-page SEO is one of the most important aspects now of uh, search engine optimization in general. It used to be that you didn't have to worry about what was on the page. All the off-page optimization worked just fine, but that's not so true anymore. Google in particular, um, they want a more organized and uh, type of presentation on a website, 
and uh, an emphasis on these techniques that we're going to talk talk about uh, today. On-page SEO refers to all the procedures that you can apply to your website that helps it rank higher, such as page titles, internal linking, meta tags and descriptions, what have you. Um, the ultimate goal of on-page SEO is to speak search engine language and help the crawlers understand the meaning and context of your pages. And by doing so, it will help Google and other search engines to index the content uh, or pages according to your targeted keywords. So, that all being said, let's start with the first thing. At the top of, of your web page, um, we're going to talk about page titles or title tags. Um, this is one of the most important elements, uh, most important factor. And that's because it's at the very top of, um, uh, of the page. It's at the very top of the screen. It's that little bit of text that appears when you place your cursor over a tab on, a, on your web browser. Okay? Um, you want the uh, title tag to be 100% unique, relevant, and meaningful for every single page on your site. Okay? Don't, don't just copy and paste the same stuff on, on every single uh, tag. Um, you want to ha- ask your designer to, uh, to make uh, use of H1. That's H like in Harry. One H1 tags for the page title. And it, it has to be a maximum of 70 characters long. That includes the spaces. The little itty-bitty piece of real estate, but it's really, really important. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of like Twitter where you only have 140 spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this you only have 64. And and what you're talking about when you're talking about H1 is there's with within your website there's different heading styles, and H1 right. is the is the uh, top header style. So that's the one that you're talking about, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's the one with the most emphasis, you might say. Um, right. You also, and, in the title sh- tag, huh? And you should only have one H1 tag on each page, right? That's optimal, yes. Okay. And the, yeah. The, on the page itself, you want one H1 tag, okay? On the, okay. On the tag itself, on the title tag, that can be an H1 also. Okay. Okay. But the, on, the, on the page content itself, yes, you're right, just one. Okay? Okay. Remember, cool. in your title tag also, that you want to use uh, your main keywords, the, the keywords you want to rank for, and the keywords that are most prevalent on the, on the page that you're, that you're putting the title onto. Okay? So, so I have a question about that. If you have... Okay. Um, four or five keywords that you're you're concentrating on throughout the site, um, mm-hmm. is it okay to use those keywords over and over again in the title tags? Because well, you probably a wouldn't while, want to do that. You probably you wouldn't don't want to do to that because each, no, it, because each of those pages on your site are, are going to be, um, are going to be discussing different things. Okay. Um, for instance, uh, well, let's talk about a dentist. Um, you might, he might have one page for um, cosmetic dentistry and another page for uh, periodontal disease. Um, so, you, you know, the, you, you don't want the cosmetic dentist, uh, dentistry keywords 
to show up on the um, on the periodontal um, page because, well, it's not relevant. <laughs> right. Okay? But if you're if you're local, just if you're just a cosmetic dentist and you have several different categories that fall under that, do you want to mm-hmm. use cosmetic dentistry on each of those pages or do you want to find something else that's also relevant on those other pages even though it's talking about cosmetic dentistry? Right, right, right. Re- yeah, remember, you want to keep these tags, um, these titles um, unique. Okay. You want, them, you want them different on every page. Okay. And also for locals... Okay, um, it's always a good practice to put some kind of local identifier at the end of that title tag. So save yourself about uh, twelve spaces so you can put put in your area, your um, your phone number as an example, and use your local phone number, not an eight hundred number, a local phone number, because that local phone number sends a signal to the search engine that you are a local business in this particular area code, if you will, or your zip code or the, the name of the city that you're in. Okay. And, would, and would you use the same one on each page or, again, would you vary it by page yeah, when you're using the local? Up. Yeah, we okay. typically mix them up between a phone number on this page, a zip code on the other page, um, the city, the city name on on yet another page, um, on, uh, but we'll have we'll have the phone number interspersed in on different pages. But the, okay. when I say that it has to be unique, um, yeah, don't take that to the extreme. Uh, <laughs> the main content, though, on the in the first uh, few spaces, yeah, should be um, should be unique, and then okay. throw the phone number in there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hmm. So what else? Next, well, next is the uh, uh, your permalinks or your URL. URL stands for a Uniform Resource Locator, and it's a reference or an address to a page on the internet. Um, the uh, Google Google likes this, and some characteristics of an SEO friendly URL is that uh, must be uh, you know kind of short. Um, Shorter URLs perform better in search results than and and bring better crawling uh, ability. Uh, must uh, contain the main keywords that you are um, that you are um, shooting for. And uh, yeah, use uh, try to use dashes to separate strings in the URL st- uh, structure. This is and this is in particular to your blog posts, to your to your sub pages. Your homepage is going to be, you know, mywebsite.com. All right. Right. Next comes yeah. the meta descriptions, and uh, the meta description it's it's basically another um, tag in HTML uh, that summarizes the page's content, where the title tag left off at sixty characters. I'm sorry, seventy characters. The um, the meta description picks up and goes up to 160 characters. Again, spaces included. The main purpose of the meta description is to get the visitor from Google through organic search. Okay, um, there's no direct ranking benefit from the meta description, but it's a good practice that and um, and it makes it, it tells people what the page is about before they click onto it. Um, 
should uh, should com- contain your strongest keywords and you know be a summary of what uh, the visitor might expect to find on the page, as I mentioned. Now, this this is different than the excerpt that um, in some web design programs like WordPress, it comes up with the first couple of sentences of whatever is on that page. This is this is a little different because you really don't want to use that excerpt, correct? Right, right, right. That's uh, that's not the first couple of lines on a on the web page aren't necessarily going to include your strongest keywords. Uh, or a call to action, um, and that's what that's what you want people to see when they're looking at uh, a search engine result page. Yeah, and, and if you look on on some search engine result pages, you'll you'll notice those that have used meta descriptions and those that are just relying on the excerpt because they um, tend to leave off in the middle of the sentence. And, right, and you only get a little bit of description, and you're like, uh, what the heck is this page yeah. about? Right, right, right. And that's why you want to make sure you keep it within 160 characters so, so, that, you don't, so that the user doesn't get left hanging, okay? Yeah, so, so you're kind of th- think in terms of a, a tweet. That's how long you have yep. for your meta, meta description. Yep, yep. And writing effective title tags and meta descriptions, you know, holding within those um, those space parameters. Yeah, you know, you, how long can it take to to write a a sixty character um, uh, title tag? Try it. <laughs> it's difficult well, because you're it, trying to get a you're trying exactly. to take advantage of a very little bit of of real estate, and it's really really important. Exactly, and it's just like writing tweets. You kind of get to the end of the tweet, and you're and you're way over. So you really need to make sure that you concentrate on what you're doing with both the uh, title tag and the meta description. And guess what, Jim? It's time for our first break. So when we come okay. back, we'll just continue our conversation on local search optimization. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. 
These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Uh, Jim Froling and I are here talking about local search optimization, and we're actually concentrating on on-page optimization today. And right before the break, we were talking about uh, title tags and meta descriptions on your website. So, Jim, is there anything else that we need to know about um, title tags and meta descriptions um, that would be helpful for our web designers or for us as we optimize our page? Well, the, this would be a good time to talk about meta, meta tags or meta, uh, meta keywords. Uh-huh. Um, there was a day. There was a day and time when uh, meta keywords, meta tags, were very, very, very important. But they got overused. They got abused, if you will. And so Google, all oh, five, more than that, eight, nine years ago. Uh, removed meta keywords as a ranking signal. It's a, it not a factor any longer. Not to, not to say that you shouldn't employ some of these you know keywords within uh, underneath the hood, so to speak. Uh, but it's uh, it's not going to give give you the ranking love that it uh, that it once did. Okay. The um, and again, um, where you've got when you're trying to qualify a uh, your website designer. Um, you know, throw this one out there just to see whether whether they're going to bite on it. If they bite hard on it, you might want to look for another designer because they're they're not going to be able to implement the the. They're going to focus on the wrong SEO um, elements. Period. Yeah. So so I have a question, and this may mm-hmm. be a little bit off topic, but if um, we're we're blogging away and we can classify our blogs into categories and have tags on them. Is it, are those really important when it comes to search optimization or do they just not matter very much? Well, as, if you're setting them up as a, as a, um, a meta keyword or a meta tag, not so much. All right. But nevertheless, content is king. All right. Right. The content on your on your blog post, the content on your web page, is is um, is everything. It is it's the most important aspect. Um, you need to your your content needs to be relevant. Of course, it needs to be uh, insightful. It needs to be eye catching. Uh, it needs to be uh, something that the user will get some value out of. These these web crawlers, these uh, search engine crawlers, they, they're really pretty smart, 
okay? And they can, they can now understand um, the, um, the, the, the semantic meanings of words and phrases. So if you're, if you're writing about, uh, if you're writing about uh, how to discover a slab leak at your home, it's going to figure out that this has, to, uh, has something to do with plumbing. Okay. okay. Mhm. So, so that brings up another question. Um, do we have to worry about the web crawlers finding our website? No, they'll find you. All right. They're they typically crawl over your web pages um, multiple times per month. Typically, when we bring up a a new web uh, web page, um, we will basically ping Google and say, hey, will you please uh, crawl this page? Uh, although they're going to do it anyways within a day or two. They are busy little, they are busy little crawlers. <laughs> little robots crawling all over the web. <laughs> so they'll find it. So um, it, can, can we help them along by, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of talk about uh, site maps and, and submitting them to Google and all that sort of stuff. Is that something that helps helps in that process? Right. There's a lot of things that can help these poor little robots um, do their job. The, better, the easier you make it for them, the, uh, the more you'll be rewarded. That's why the title tags having being clear and concise, um, the meta descriptions within 160 characters, um, are that, why that's so critical. It's, it's the first place that the robot is going to crawl over and the easier that it is for for the robot to understand what's going on on this page, the the, be, the more you'll be rewarded. Um, the um, then you can also add in schema markup, uh, which is just basically a categorization as to what a page or a website is about, where it is, what um, what professional field it's located in, uh, location, all kinds of different stuff. And you, uh, you can learn more about schema um, by simply going to schema.org. That's S like uh, Sam, C-H-E-M-A.org. Um, this is the one thing that I think Google, Bing, and Yahoo all agreed on that they like to see. So whenever you get those three guys on the same page together, well... I guess it must be kind of important to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so talk a little bit about schema. What are some of the things that um, you can put in there, and how does how does that help with the search engine optimization? Well, as I mentioned, it, um, it there's a number of parameters that you can call out using schema. Um, and it's basically on a category, a category basis, if you will. Um, you could have, for instance, let's go back to our dentist, for example. Uh, the one schema markup tag could be uh, dentist. Uh, another one would be in uh, Los Angeles, California. And on the um, cosmetic dentistry page. Another tag that says cosmetic dentist. Uh, below that, another tag for, say, Invisalign or clear braces. Uh, and uh, another tag for 
uh, gosh, your hours of operation, your, there's, <laughs> you can go very, very deep. Go very okay. deep. And, and would you need to do that uh, for every, not only pages, but also for your blog posts and all that? For your website pages, uh, yes. For your blog posts, it's part of your website. It should be. And uh, so it helps. Most definitely helps. So, so is there an easy way to do that? I, I mean, for most of us, we probably have our website set up, and then um, once that's taken care of, we we're in charge of putting together our blog posts. So, how how do we figure? You know, in in some ways, schema may be a, a little difficult to use, um, yeah. or it may be difficult for us as. Uh, we're just writing our blog posts and everything. Yeah. So how do we go yeah. about doing that? Well, it, again, I'd simply direct you over to um, the schema.org site. Um, it's, uh, you know, and for blog posts, uh, it, can, it can help the visibility, I guess, of your, of your blog post. If you're, if you're blogging out to um, uh, and trying to reach tens of thousands, millions of people, yeah, it, could, it, it certainly helps. Um, in, a, in a local business search, though, to be perfectly honest with you, I've, I, I don't see it moving the needle a great deal, okay? So don't get, don't get overwhelmed with the whole schema <laughs> markup uh, language. Um, it's, uh, you want it. If you're paying a website designer to do this, they ought to be uh-huh. able to spell schema. All right? Pretty simple. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So what else can we do on page to uh, help with our local search optimization? Well, there's the heading tags. And we mentioned earlier, there's, uh, we talked a little bit about the H1 tag. Um, that's the most critical one for uh, uh, search engine optimization. Uh, but there's actually six types of heading tags, and they go from H1, H2, all the way up to H6. Um, and um, the, the H1 is is the tag that has the that has the most emphasis on the page, or the text, the content that has the greatest emphasis on the page. A lot of WordPress themes, by default, automatically put um, make the um, the content on a page that is in bold print and a big font size, it'll automatically make that the H1. Not always the best H1 you can use. Right, but, exactly. Um, right. And, uh, and, and so that's when you, you would want the designer to, to use a tool like, uh, or a plugin like uh, Yoast, um, Y-O-A-S-T, that, uh, where you can, you can um, edit that, that H1 tag so that it's not just what is in bold print, but is something more relevant to uh, the keywords you're trying to rank for. Yeah, and you had you had met, and speaking of WordPress, you had mentioned um, making sure that your URL is is relevant. And in WordPress, the URL is determined by the title for the page. And I and I think that a lot of people don't realize that you can actually edit that URL so that it's shorter, um, or it could have it could be more relevant to your keywords and local search and all that sort of stuff, correct? Yeah, I agree. 
so so that and, and it's just easy enough to do. You just have to hit edit and just take out whatever words you don't want to use and and put in whatever you want to use for that. And that will right. help with your search engine right. optimization. Yes. yes. So so yeah, what else can we do? Go, go ahead. No, it's, uh, what else can we do? Um, yeah. yeah. Let's get to it because there's a, there's a lot more you can do. Okay. Um, internal linking, okay? Internal linking refers to any links that go from one page of a, a domain, from one website to a different page in the same domain, in the same, on, on the same website, if you will. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's internal. Okay, they're generally used for website navigation, but they also spread a little link juice, a little ranking power around the website. Um, it's one of the major uh, techniques because uh, w- with it, uh, you can direct traffic to your other pages and your blog posts. Uh, the best practice is to use keywords as anchor text, um, but you've got to make sure that the internal linking is relevant and it's necessary. Okay, when right. uh, search engines crawl the site, uh, the internal linking that's relevant to the original post uh, or the original page shows that we're providing extra information beyond what is being displayed in the content. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's something that's really important, and, and I do have a couple of questions about it, but it's time for our next break. So let's let's pick this up on the internal linking when we get back, okay? Okie dokie. Okay, stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, internally linking to other pages and how that will help with some of your search engine optimization. So, Jim, what else can we do with regards to links on our website? Well, then, once you get done with the internal link, there's external linking. 
And external linking refers to those hyperlinks you know, that, uh, that point to any domain other than the, the source domain where the link exists. In other words, it's a link to yourfriendswebsite.com. All right? So if mm-hmm. you're linking out to another website uh, or another website links to yours, um, both is consider- considered external linking. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, there's, you know, there's pl- studies abound that uh, that shows that external linking is a very powerful on-page SEO technique, and they have a very positive effect on uh, on SEO. When you offer good content with good and relevant external link, Google con- considers your site as a good source of information. And that's what Google strives to do is provide its users with relevant, good sources of information based upon their queries as to what they're looking for. Yeah, so so I do have a question about that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, there, there are some of those sites where you go to and almost every other word has a link on it. And um, a lot of those links go to like Wikipedia or some definition or something like that. Are those good external links or is is there some is there uh, a point where uh, linking to other sites is, or external links are going to hurt you yeah you know when you look at when you look at a web page and if every other word on it is uh, is blue and underlined it makes it hard hard as hell to read it okay always think about the user experience um, the, um, if there's, if there's a, uh, a, a resource or a reference that is, uh, that is relevant and can be used as a, um, can be helpful to, to the, uh, your site visitor, then link it. If it's just for the sake of, of, uh, sending somebody off to Wikipedia and save it, all right? It's just not going to, not going to, um, provide a good user experience. Yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, several years ago when, when people were catching on to the fact that the search engines were looking for keywords and, and all that, and they started to do what was termed keyword stuffing, um, where the page didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it had an awful lot of the keywords in it, and the search engines got... Uh, got smart and found and figured that out so now it's more as you had said about relevant content and the and the search engines are uh very savvy at determining if if your content is quality content or just garbage right and uh the more that you try to game um or um play tricks get get uh, tricky with the uh, search engines and google in particular um, then that's what we talked about last week. Um, well, here comes the algorithm update. We call right. it, I think when, I, I think in regards to, um, keyword stuffing, uh, I think the Panda update pretty much whacked a bunch of people there. But then of course you've got your hummingbird update, your, your penguin update, you've got your possum. Now you've got, um, <laughs> there's all kinds of updates. <laughs> uh, so. But if you just follow, if follow the best practices, you just you try to provide your user, your, your visitor, with, with relevant content, give them a good user experience, 
um, without trying to get fancy and um, and uh, play too many tricks, then um, then you'll be okay. There's a there's um, there's white hat SEO and there's black hat SEO. White hat is right. a, we we follow the industry best best practices and we stay on top of all these algorithm updates to make sure that we're not gonna we're not gonna get in trouble. Then there's black hat, which is doing stuff behind the scenes that is solely meant the only purpose for it is to um, is to fool the search engine. They're pretty hard to fool. Yeah. It might work well, for a it, while, but it ain't gonna work forever. Yeah, yeah, they they pretty much figure it out, and, and I, I like the the terminology of white hat versus black hat because um, the internet has been referred to in some ways as the wild wild west because it's still being developed, and you have your good people, you have your your cops or or your sheriffs who are the white hats, and and the criminals who are the black hats. So right. that, that, that's basically the way that you're looking at this. The black hat techniques right. are the ones that are trying to get around the system and game the system and eventually are going to be caught and penalized, whereas those that do white hat marketing are the ones that are following the rules and um, giving not only the search engines but their audiences what they want and in an easy way to find and consume that data or that right. information. They're, provi- they're pro- providing a positive user experience. And as right. far as outbound links are concerned, you know, the general rule of thumb is uh, two, no more than four outbound links per 1,000 words. That's a general, generally a good oh, rule that's of thumb. Great. That's good. That's good to know. So now when we're talking about, you know, last week we talked about backlinks. Um, mm-hmm. We're not, are, are external links considered backlinks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Actually, so links that links that where you where you link out to myfriendswebsite.com, that's an external link because it's going ex- outside of your domain. And then right. if, if you're if mybuddieswebsite.com links back to to mywebsite.com, that's also an external link because it's coming externally. One's going right. externally, the other one's coming in externally. Right. So, so like yeah. last week when we were talking about backlinks, we were talking about setting up a resource page or something like that. But, but that's not just the only way that you can use links. You can also link to, if you have a great article that you found, you can say, here's a great article on such and such and explain why you think it's a great article and link to the, the article if you wanted to. Right. Well, if you found a great article and, uh, then, uh, and you wanted to tell people about it, well, it might be nice to include a link to the article so people can read it for themselves. Exactly. And when you do that, there's a good chance the author of that, uh, of that article is going to notice it and, uh, is, um, and, and could very well link back to you, which if it's a high-authority website, the guy's a real big authority in whatever topic of discussion, you could, you're, going to get a lot of, you're going to get a lot of love out of that. Right, exactly, exactly. So, so backlinks and uh, external links and internal links are really important for the search engines to see what's going on with the website and and uh, help you with your uh, optimization. So, what else and can we do? And it drives do? traffic. It drives traffic into your website. Yeah. 
and, and, and traffic, the number of uh, visitors that you have coming into your site, that is a ranking factor. It's a big, big ranking factor. Yeah, and, and, you know, we haven't talked about it, but one of the things that pe- some people forget to do is to set up their uh, Google Analytics so that they can actually Ooh. see what's going on. Um yeah. And they can see where people are coming from, and it can help them um, refine their keywords and uh, just make their pages more relevant. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I I might have forgotten that. Google Analytics, it's free. Okay? Can't be the price. Yeah, exactly. But the information you get from it is, is worth a pot of gold. Okay? Because it tells you... Um, where people are coming from, what pages on your site that they uh, that they visit, how long they stay on those sites, and where they leave your site, uh, where they bounce, and um, and that that those kinds of insights uh, can help you refine your website as well as um, help you to create relevant and. Uh, and uh, interesting blog material that people will want to consume. Right. And the whole goal is not only to get people to your website, but to keep them on your website. Yeah. And I think some people forget that. And then to to tell their friends. Right. Exactly. And that's where that backlink comes in. Exactly. Check out this article I found on Janet's website. This is cool. Right. Bang. Backlink. Yeah, exactly. So um, the other thing, you you and I talked a little bit. Uh, one of the other things that people forget about when it comes to optimization is images. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. We're running out of time here, too, and there's two other really, really important things that we need to talk about. What, anyways, images, they play an important role. And uh, when you use images in your content, make sure... That, um, that, that the site is visually appealing and, and it breaks up boring chunks of text. But remember that the search engine, the robots and crawlers, they, can't, they, they can see that there's an image there, okay? But they can't see the image itself. And so to help it along, you need to basically describe what this image is with, with um, a technique called alt text, A-L-T-T-E-X-T. It's a it's um, basically a short description of what the image is about. Uh, it should, uh, and also, mm, boy, we get you. You want your designer to uh, set the uh, exchangeable image format or the EXIF data for every image on your site, for the title, right. the rating, the tags, uh, the copyright if, if applicable. All of that needs stuff. But your right. website designers should know that. And you'd right. be surprised. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but there's a lot, of, a lot out there that have no idea. Right. Well, and the same, the same is true for video. The search engines can't read video. So you need right. to make sure that you have the right description and all that sort of stuff on your video as well. Right. If you use YouTube videos... Okay, uh-huh. then make sure you, you geotag the, uh, the video. Here again, it sends a local signal to uh, the search engine that, that, um, 
that video and the website and that business is located in this geographic area, in this neighborhood, in this community, in this city, in the state, whatever. Right, exactly. And now it's time for our last break. So when we come back, we'll tackle your two, two last topics and we'll wrap up our discussion on uh, local search optimization. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411marketingsolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411marketingsolutions.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So I've had a great discussion with my uh, guest, Jim Froling, about on-page optimization today and why it's an important component to your marketing toolbox. We have just a couple more topics that we need to cover that are really important. So, so Jim, why don't you just start in on those topics? Yeah, it's all about speed, okay? Um, a website's speed is, uh, is, is very important. It um, without it, if a page takes too too long to load, people are impatient. They'll bounce right off your site. Um, you're talking a moment ago about uh, images. Uh, keep those images small and tight, okay? Um, because that's a, the images take up uh, a lot of space, and it takes a long time to load. So the smaller your image, the faster that uh, your page will load. Um, so compress the images, optimize those images, and um, and you're good to go. Um, if you're using a lot of videos or other media files, audio files or whatever, um, use the, um, the, the CD and the content delivery network. 
um, that too will speed up the, uh, the, the, your website. Um, find, a, find a fast web hosting server, um, a host, okay? Um, and don't, try not to use a shared server if you can avoid it, um, especially if you've got a big site and especially if you've got a lot of, a lot of images. Um, if you're sharing that server with 10 other websites, for example, well, every all those nine other websites, they're they're buying, they're competing for the same bandwidth that right. uh, your user is, and and again, if it takes too long to load, people are just going to go away and uh, not come back. Yeah, we're we're and, talking uh, seconds, like three seconds, and you're done. Oh, three seconds, you're, you're they're gone. Gone. Yeah, exactly. And, and and not only not only is your next customer gone, Janet. But uh, but the website crawler, the robot, is gone also. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's really important. So how can we check our speed? Uh, Google's got a great got a great tool. Um, gosh, see if I can find it here really quick, and I mean really quick in my toolbox toolbox. I got a lot. I got a lot of tools in the toolbox. Got a mobile friendly test, Google Shortener. Uh, I, I I think you sent it to me, and I think it was uh, testmysite.thinkwithgoogle.com. There you go, testmysite.thinkwithgoogle.com. There you have it. Yeah, and once okay. you get there, all you, all you need to do is put in your URL, and it'll test your speed, right? Right. Good. Yeah, you and, just, and, yeah. It go takes ahead. seconds. It takes seconds. Hopefully, <laughs> unless your site yeah. is slow. <laughs> and then it'll, it'll tell you. It, it it tells you exactly what the problem is, where it's bogging down, and gives you and gives you suggestions on how to improve the site speed. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's great. That's cool. Good. Okay. So, what else do we need to do to make our site uh, optimized? Okay, well, last but not least, and I mean not least, is are you mobile friendly? This oh, is, yeah. This is a big deal, okay? At present, mobile devices like your cell phone and tablets, um, 60% of the searches done on Google are now coming from uh, a smartphone. Um, in April of uh, 2015, I think it was, Google added the mobile friendliness as a ranking factor in their search algorithm. Okay, if your website isn't mobile friendly, it's not going to rank very well. It is now. Now Google is what they call what they refer to as a a, uh, a mobile first index. Okay, so they're they're going to look at a mobile uh, a website's mobile friendliness as um, as. Mm, one of the first criteria in terms of uh, how to rank it in search results. Um, it, um, yeah, if, you're, if it's not uh, mobile friendly, then your your site um, will will fall in um, in in rankings. Uh, you lose more than uh, half your potential traffic. So oh it's, my gosh. it's very important. Um, yes. You so, want, so, you want your so website basic- designer. I'm sorry. 
So basically, we're talking about um, it used to be that you didn't have a responsive website, which would adjust yeah. to whatever device you were on. And right. so if, you're, if your website is maybe more than three or four years old, you're probably in trouble. You're certainly going to want to look at it. That's for sure. Yeah. Google has another tool. Yet, on, yes, yet okay. another tool. And this one in my toolbox is the mobile friendly test. Uh-huh. And it is, you can find this one at uh, search.google.com slash test slash mobile friendly. Okay. Or just Google mobile friendly test. That's probably even easier. All right. Probably. And again, like the like the speed optimization tool, um, it just scans your website real quick as to how it's going, to, how it looks, how to how it appears on a on a on a that little small teeny smartphone screen. Okay. The mm-hmm. folks, the 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 um, the keyword here, okay, if you will, is responsive design, responsive web template. Right. Right. If they're using mobile plugins uh, like uh, 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 on popular content management systems or CMSs like WordPress, as an example, or Joomla or Drupal, um, it's easy to do. Easy to do. Right. Um, right. Use high resolution images and uh, and uh, what this responsiveness does is basically you don't need a mobile. Um, you know, a, a one website for a desktop and a totally different website for mobile um, that people were pitching four or five right. years ago. Exactly. Okay, that's done. That's done. This is one size, basically fits all. And it's pretty amazing technology when you think about it because if it figures out whether, you know, whether the user is talking from, is, is, is uh, working from a desktop and a big screen or, uh, or their cell phone and a little screen. And it, and it scales that, um, that information to fit the screen that it's on, hence the term responsive. Right. And it is, well, it is very important. Yeah. And, and we're, we're right at the end of our show. So, Jim, thank you so much for being with us these last two weeks. I know that everybody's gotten a lot out of it. And uh, you have a standing uh, invitation to come back. So I hope you'll okay. take me up on that soon. And right. so I just I just want to um, say thank you. Sure. And, and if you or your, or your listeners have any other questions, they can always reach me um, by emailing me at jim at 949local.com. That's the number, 949local.com. Uh, they can find me on Facebook, on Google+, on LinkedIn, uh, or they can call me directly at 949-573-2125. Thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate it. So well, coming I appreciate up being next, on the show. Thank you. So coming up next week, um, we're going to talk about using landing pages and lead magnets to grow your email list. If you've been around for a little while, uh, you know that we're in the middle of our 30-day email marketing challenge, which is to help you grow your uh, email list and uh better communicate with your audience if you haven't signed up for that yet you can still do that and the way to do that is to go to 411marketingchallenge.com 
Uh, once you're there, you can sign up and you'll get a, a welcome email and uh, it'll ask you to join our Facebook group, 411 Marketing Challenge, and you'll get a, a mes- message every day on with a task to do and you can go into the group and ask your questions. Um, so let us know whatever questions you have or if there's a topic that we haven't covered that you would like us to cover, you can email me at Janet at 411MarketingSolutions.com. Or you can connect with us on Facebook, too, at 411 Marketing Solutions. Uh, I thank you for joining Jim and me today on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I hope it was informative and you came away with some new ideas to market your business. And have a great week, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. 